Welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 277. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. And I am here tonight uh, installing and supporting the virtues of supernatural tolerance. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Ian is with us. I have survived the conventions and I'm ready to podcast. And I just had two back-to-back conventions in a row. That was fun. And of course, we have the dumbass himself. I want you all to know that I'm an animal in bed. <laughs> and now I know you wouldn't think that a sloth would be a great lover, but give me a chance then. I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> well, you could probably go for a long time. I would imagine, right? <laughs> how, do, do they have a, do, how long do, do would they have sex for? Is this like a multiple day thing? <laughs> Could be. Wow. Now I have a whole thing to look up. Oh, and, and Mad Cat is here. Maybe. We, we started recording. Are you there? Should we do this over again? Or oh. he's having audio trouble, uh, apparently. Okay. So ap- apparently, according to this article, um, Sloth may be slow with other things, but apparently the whole mating ritual is done, including flo- foreplay, in about five seconds. Wow. Wow, they even are faster than you, Ian. <laughs> Mad Cat. All right. I, you know, I, I don't know anything about sloths, but I do know that wombats shit a brick. <laughs> well, we better just get it. We better, we better get, I think we got to, well, here, hold on. Georgie and I want to have a new vacation story. Drag, dragons in space. Oh, finally, it's here. Yes, well, d- Dumbass made the comment I should name the third book Dragons in Space, but that doesn't really work for the novel. It worked better for a vacation story. Okay. So he actually does get credit, Dumbass. You were mentioned in the, um, uh, you know, thank you thing for the third story because you did name it. He's not going to get any of my royalties, right? No, no, no. Okay. He just, well, when he just... do I get my royalties? <laughs> when you when you write a Georgian Armand novel, when you when you inspire something Georgian Armand, you can have a, you can have the exact same percentage of royalty that Brian demands of me. That's, That's right. <laughs> which which unfortunately, um, dumbass is, is zero. <laughs> but th- this one is the the first real um, straight out sci fi one. Yeah, uh, m- most of the others have been fantasy with uh, steampunk and a Mad Max style universe. But this one, obviously, Dragons in Space is pretty much straightforward sci-fi. So, you know, I'm good with zero until you're driving around in Lamborghinis. <laughs> if I get to that point, I might be a little generous and um, take you out to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll work for food, man. That that sign is really <laughs> gone a long way for me. Yeah, I know she does. Mad Cat. Um. Yeah. Mad Cat, are you, are you hearing us? Hold are, on. Uh, <laughs> uh, you please. That's okay. I I mean you're the one getting it for me. It's just <laughs> And I'm actually you might not be here. We've we've already started recording. We already did what? We we already started we've the already show. Started recording. <laughs> you're, recording? you're adding flavor. You're adding flavor to, to the recording. <laughs> yeah, she's she's with us, but she's she's uh in a different timeline. Oh, possibly a different dimension. Okay, so we're already well, you know this what? This is not pre-show. Not no, no, no because no. Pre-show. Oh. But you know what? We could just start over. Hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, hi, everyone. Okay, okay. Should we move on or start over? Move on. Okay, let's move on. Hey, hey, hey Mad Cat's with us. Hi, Mad Cat. Hi. We're, we're it's it's a night of fisting jokes. So come on in. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> it's what jokes tonight? Fishing. Fishing. Fisting. Yep. Never. 
Never mind. Let's move on. Okay. All right. T- tell us about our about, about dragons in space. We have dragons in space. Uh, George Ermond in space. Newest George Ermond vacation story. George Ermond in space. Uh, title inspired by dumbass because um, he was playing my third. The third novel should be named Dragons in Space, and as it fit better for a vacation story than a novel, I went with it. And so it's the most sci-fi of any of them. Uh, the others have mostly been fantasy with one steampunk and a Mad Max style world. But this is, you know, straight out sci-fi. They are actually at a space station. Actually, a really cool resort in space. Oh. So nice. how how many words is a short story? What, what are you calling a short story here? Is it a novella? Uh, I mean, what, what what are we talking? Well, technically short stories can be, you know, just a few hundred all the way up to about, um, what, about 10,000, I think, is generally the high end. So Most when... of mine are around... Most of mine are around four to five thousand. Four to five thousand. What if he hit a hundred thousand? Now is that is that a, that that's a novella? A, that's a straight out novel. That's you a straight hit, out novel. Yeah. So what's a novella? Uh, that's still around forty thousand. Forty thousand. Technically, my book, um, "The Cost of Leveling Up," is a novella, but I also market it as a young adult novel, and young adult novels can be noticeably shorter. So okay, I see. Okay. And there's novelette and a few other funky things, but generally your main novel starts at a somewhere between sixty and eighty thousand, depending on the genre. Okay. And, and then, novelette is a female novel. <laughs> I I want to know the uh, I want to know the definition of a Mad Max universe. Is that where a lot of drunken anti-Semitism takes place? No, 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 no. <laughs> I think that, that was after his Mad Max days that he got to that point. So, so he might have been oh, in. I, re- I think he was perfectly in character. <laughs> I don't know if he was in the Mad Max character. It was certainly a character. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right. Well, good. So, Georgie and Amon in space. All right. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to it's time to move on, and we all know what okay. time it is. What time is it? It is Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. I, I have uh, several articles in here, but I, I gotta say, the one that inspired it, the one that, that brought me to this, was the uh, the Brooklyn Zoo article, where they show the gorillas uh, having fellatio. Uh, and of course there's, you know, a, a, a lot of people there and, you know, the gorillas just, you know, just doing their thing. But what got me about this was not what was the reaction of the humans. Like, oh my God, don't look. <laughs> We're such prudes in in this country. Yeah. I mean, so, so gorillas having oral sex at, at the zoo is a huge story. I don't know if it's huge, yeah. but I mean, it would hey, you got this. Well, you got this article in here: six animals whose mating habits make humans look like prudes. And I'm thinking, isn't that the vast majority of animals? Well, it, I I think that these uh, these gorillas just did it. I mean, because they did this in public. Of course, do they? They don't have a lot of options, right? It isn't like they got a king size bed around the corner where they can, you know, go take care of things and then come back out to the public. Why would they want to, you know, go in the back? I mean, they want it now. Do you, do you think uh, the gorillas uh, get off off of a human wa- humans watching them? I have no idea. I, I, well, gor- I mean, gorillas, gorillas probably do it in front of other gorillas. 
So it's probably not not necessarily something that that they get off on, but it's probably something that doesn't bother them. If it was orangutans, I think that somebody would be peeking out to see what the humans are doing. Orangs like to see what humans are doing. Yeah, I did. They, they, they seem to put on a show. I don't know for sure. But yeah, so I put this. So I found this article, and this is from this is from Ian's favorite site in the world, Cracked. Yay! He's a good site. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it talks about. Um, it, 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 this is pretty mild compared to the Wikipedia, actually. It just, so it goes through six different animals and, um, and, and, and their different sexual activities. So the, the so the first, so the first one here is a, is a ground squirrel who has, who has a fairly large penis. I guess it's 40% of their body length. So they said for, so on average, if a, if a human had a penis this size, it'd be 28 inches. And these, um, these rodents will give them will do auto fellatio and and uh, um, on themselves and and apparently um, it, this is a pretty normal activity for them. Um, one of the things it does say that they, that they might be clearing their um, themselves of STDs is that apparently this is a way to do that. So there so there might be another reason for it, but these these um, these squirrels are definitely sucking themselves off. Well, would that even work? Clear clearing out STDs by. I don't know. I didn't look into it any further. Well, That's just what the article says. Supposedly, one of the reasons why it's quite common to for um, humans to um, urinate after sex is the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. To, I think to if, you, if you if you suck yourself off with a penicillin pill in your cheek, it probably does that. <laughs> so it says um, the, the it links to squirrels masturbate to avoid sexually transmitted infections. It kind of reminds me of that myth that uh, uh, you can suck out uh, snake venom, snake venom. Uh, yeah. In, yeah, in order I, to save a person's life. So well, it, actually, you can, it, but we won't go into that. Well, okay. So this, I, I've read that that was a myth. Really? No. You, um, if you can catch it soon enough, you won't get it out. Okay. Well, this this links to an article at Discovery Magazine. Squirrels masturbate to avoid sexually transmitted disease. I didn't read the source material. I just read the salacious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just a clarification. Who cares about science? When, Let's just, just go uh, right into that. What? Just a real quick clarification, though. When we're talking about sucking out snake venom, we're talking about out of the injury, not out of the snake, right? <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure that's a way to get bitten again. <laughs> and actually, part of the problem is sucking out gives it to you. That's why you actually say, um, snake venom kits have a little suction thing that's supposed to put over the wound and um, do suction thing to suck it out. Right, but it probably might not hurt you if you ingest it. It has. To, it probably is only into the blood where it's a problem, right? Um, I'd have to look all that up. My understanding might is depend on that. To avoid might, it. Yeah, you both well, avoid it if well, you and, can. And you can get yeah. stuff into the bloodstream through the mouth too. Sure, if there's yeah. a cut in the mouth or something, yeah, yeah, you well, could. Well, no, I mean, if, if you can take. There's intra. There's uh. There's uh, sublingual medication you could take under the tongue that'll get directly into the bloodstream. I okay. know this because vitamin B12 is one of those. Okay. Right. So. <laughs> You're ruining my animals' fucking segment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't get to say that very often. <laughs> Male cuttlefish cross dress their way into threesomes. So so cuttlefish very good at uh, about about changing their, their look and so they can they can mimic a male or a female. And so some cuttlefish will 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 mimic a female um to a male and mimic a male to a female. Uh well I guess maybe they wouldn't be mimicking 
as a male. Maybe they actually no. are, but they're mimicking yeah, they'll females. Have, they'll be half male, half female. Yeah. They'll be trying to play with the female with their male side showing while hiding themselves from the um, bigger male by uh, um, looking like a female. Isn't that, isn't that something? That so yeah. yeah, and and so and then I'm the, looking at this uh, the image of this this little animated uh, gift that they've got going, and they show and it, like yeah. The part of it, it looks it looks a little bit like it, it's like a heads up display type thing, and I'm imagining it's like a video game. I'm, I'm imagining a video game where you're cuttlefish and you have to scam your way into threesomes. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not get beaten on because of it. Yeah, that, actually, that'd be a great phone game. We we we, we should we should cut that out and market it. Yep, the imposter stalls until the male cuttlefish, the bigger one, is busy fending off rivals and then it'll or give a... working on his truck, then swims up to the lady and passes her his <laughs> packet, packet of, of sperm. sperm. I love that phrase. It's his packet of sperm, yeah. Packet of sperm. Which she may choose oh, to yeah. use, uh, yeah. Considering that octopi can actually fire sperm like a torpedo. Uh, in their in one of their there's a species of octopus that can actually fire its penis with sperm because they don't want to get too close to the female because they don't want to get eaten. This is not a joke. This is true. I, I think I've heard of that. Well, with the um, framework, the not widow, the <clears throat> mantis, the uh, male mantis is much smaller, and they'll just run up, run up to them, and have their little sperm sack in their little hands and and run <laughs> try to get away from her as fast as possible well there's a good reason for that one too oh yeah <laughs> there's a really good reason for that one and you know oh, the only man the only matches that do that more than once are are passing are, their are genes on to the ones that passing their genes on so maybe eventually mantises won't get eaten maybe female bar uh this is barberry Barbary, Barbary macaques control their males' orgasms by strategically screaming. Okay. Yeah. So apparently the the, the macaques um ha, um the species has had to have will scream during the act and and that will trigger the male to orgasm and when and when the male and when the females didn't scream they were less likely to to, to orgasm or or didn't orgasm. So that so that's 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 social cue they um, the males needed that to orgasm. I mean, do you think it's like their version of a moan? Because uh, that uh, a woman sure will definitely get me going. Uh, well, ab- apparently it's a it's a little bit more than that, right? I mean, I can I can get off if the woman doesn't moan. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's a little harder. Yeah, I, I may need fifteen seconds instead of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you can you can uh, last a whole ten. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I, I like that uh, um, the the sea turtles they they have a special hook on their foot that allows them to latch on to to the female that will that they could use to prevent uh, cock block for up to twenty four hours, and they stay hard the whole time. If that happens in humans, we got to go to the we got to go to the doctor. But it, but apparently that's that's okay in turtles. Yeah, well, considering they have to like fertilize hundreds of eggs, I guess that makes sense. Is why they need that much time to really get it in there. Yeah, it says it says heroes. Perhaps that's too strong. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the that's flamingos. Was that? It's kind of like dogs. There's kind of swell up. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. You probably there's something. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, you know, this article doesn't go into it. The flamingo dancing are really crazy. So if they do this, do this, uh, this line dance where they're like turning their heads <laughs> to attract mates, and they're all doing this together. It, uh, it, it's quite something. And apparently, um, they, these are these are um, what. Uh, and uh, and and Jean, 
flamingos, but apparently they all do this behavior. All flamingos do this this kind of behavior. So that that's well, quite you know, river dancing for humans also gets a lot of babes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then there's the great the gray well, whale. How it can last up to a month, and they actually will go without eating or drinking for oh, the yeah. whole time until they the whole month. It up. That's crazy. Yeah, that that is quite something. A whole month with that, and apparently, where these are when the, where these are doing it, there's no food available anyway in this location. That it's a, apparently a very salty location, mm. and there's there's no food for them in this location. And then there's the gray whales. Now this is this is an interesting uh, behavior where two <laughs> yeah. male gray whales will approach a female. And and basically ask, you know, have you made it yet? And if, and if, and she she will choose one of them, and the other one then goes off and becomes a Nazi on the internet. It says, "Oh no, wait, <laughs> that's just what humans do." <laughs> um, but apparently that the the second male will stay there and help them to have sex. So I guess maybe pushing them up so they can breathe and stuff. I'm not exactly sure what all is going yeah, he, on there. He basically kind of he basically seems to make a platform for them so that they don't sink too deep. Okay. They can't come up for air. <laughs> the, the rejected gray male will hang around and help the couple have sex like a fucking gentleman. <laughs> yeah, basically they're doing it on his back it sounds like. And, and yeah, that's what it looks like. Hey, it, probably it just nudging them in, in different ways. You know what? You know what, uh, ladies? Uh, if, if I'm with my friend and you choose my friend instead of me, I'll stick around and watch and help out a little bit if you want. <laughs> but it does say that sometimes after the uh, male's done um, hooking up, the buddy can um, get lucky and female's like, yeah, what the hell? Let's and they, do it. Yeah, and I think that, they, and they said that that might be what the behavior is actually about is the whale sloppy seconds. <laughs> But so I mean, and well, that that's interesting and fun. Um, I I I we and I don't want to go through the the whole Wikipedia article, but did oh, oh I don't have the Wikipedia article in here. Oh okay, this one. So but here here's the thing: animals have sex for 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 pleasure and not just for reproduction. We and especially right. in primate species, we we see this behavior uh, being fairly strong. <clears throat> we also see, and and that includes like um. You know, and oral sex is apparently extremely common, um, especially with with bats. Well, I knew dolphins blew um, air up into each other's genitals. I've heard of that. Yeah. So one one of the one of the uh, interesting things they were talking about this scene in the boys where um, where they introduced the the dolphins, and of course, you know, the the first thing the dolphin does is ask for a hand job, and apparently, <laughs> so they're trying to. He was trying to. Basically, you know, the writers like, listen, this is this is, you know, I mean, this is what they do. I mean, they're they're incredibly sexual animals, and that is probably the first thing it's going to have. They don't, they they will have sex with humans. They don't care. Um, apparently, you know that that's a that's a pretty. Um, I mean, those kind of mating yeah, we things. We don't like to think about it though, because dolphins are like sacred. Well, yeah, they're, but but they're, they're to get it from you. But, but they are assholes. And they are horny fuckers, right? And if you if you're if you're if you're a female dolphin, man, I mean, you're. I don't know how you're not going to get raped. I mean, they they, uh, they apparently dragonflies, female dragonflies, will pretend will feign death in order to not do that. Wow. Okay. So no, I don't believe you. They are the clouds of the sea. They are our friends. <laughs> Yeah, so I never wouldn't do that. It, it, so, but 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 Anna, but we're seeing a lot. I mean, uh, we're seeing especially in bonobos, right? I mean, they they they're having sex all the time. And there's actually a period of time where where the female like doesn't get won't get pregnant. I mean, like a few years span. 
Um, I don't know if you experienced this with Odin or not, but I've got multiple horny freaking birds over here. Oh yeah, that will that will masturbate all the time. Mad- George has oh, one yep. particular toy. Oh yeah, and Sydney. If he sees my hand curled a certain way, he's like, oh, I'm just going to sidle over there and put my tail on that. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, I, I, we, we have watched. Um, he, he, he does this thing where, you know, he has the cozy that hangs, right? Yep. And he'll like, he'll, he'll like grab the side of it and the side of the cage. And, you know, I mean, and yeah, we, we, we've definitely seen masturbation behavior in birds. Um, is, it, is it more difficult always... to say or neuter a bird? No. Uh, it's not. Um, I have I, I I keep getting a kick out of seeing people on Facebook like, well, my bird's doing this. How should I stop him? I'm like, don't. <laughs> yeah. Why would you get it's, in the way? He's gonna Give be, him a toy. Let him have much fun. happier if he can do that and entertain entertain himself. That is entertainment you don't need to provide. Right. <laughs> for like five minutes. Yeah. But anyway, so cherish that. Lots of animals are having sex for for pleasure and not just procreation. It's not just something that humans do. We saw it with the with the gorillas. I think the majority in, of animals have sex for pleasure. Uh, well, I mean, but uh, it, it's. I think sometimes it's just procreation. I mean, um, there, there, there's not one single oh. animal who is like, I want to have kids, therefore I'm doing this. Oh, uh, uh, that might be true. Um, I, I I don't know, my, but my point is that that what happened in the zoo is really not that big a deal, yeah, and no. and the, and we shouldn't and we shouldn't teach our kids that it is, and it and it concerns I mean, me at the reaction of those people in that you know in the zoo, you know just how prudish they were because and and their kids were there, and and the the one guy the things he was saying, man, I feel sorry for his wife. So I don't know if you haven't watched that, it's it's worth a watch, and and forget what the animals are doing, just listen to what the stupid humans are saying. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, too, it sounds like a lot of people haven't even been on a freaking farm ever in their lives. <laughs> well, but we ha- we have for the longest time believed or been taught that animals don't do it for pleasure; that we're the only ones that yeah. do. Right, and it's yeah, but, and it's oh, not yeah, true. We should be ashamed about it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, we do it for pleasure, but we need to be ashamed about it. Mm-hmm. Well, people have always put uh, little references on animals to make them sound less than human, um, less than human capable. Yeah. Uh, make them more of something that's you know down in the ground type of thing. Like uh, they they aren't smart because they don't they don't use tools. Well, gee, then they found out they have that animals do use tools. So then it's you know they're not intelligent because they don't farm. Um, then they do, found out yeah. that some animals do uh, ants farm. Uh, uh, what's that kind? Of, this little. This little bug that yeah, they, well, we that don't need to define uh, all animals' capabilities based yeah. on our own capabilities, right? Yeah. Right, and it's so much more convenient to eat them. <laughs> yeah, because the le- the less uh, the less that you associate with them, the easier it is to kill them. Yeah, but anyway, so Just I, the same as humans. Yep. To well, other humans. About, but... Yeah, well, that's not, yeah. That's not, but anyway, but but animals are animals are out there fucking. For their own pleasure, and it's not just about procreation. <laughs> so yeah. So all right, let's move on. I mean, let's... Yeah, they they, they want to get off. Of course they, they do. Exactly. All right. So what, Merck has a pill for COVID. Yes. Uh, is this an so, yeah, antiretroviral they, they have... drug? Is that what this or is it? Um, 
No, I guess that would be for AIDS. This is something else, right? Yeah. Um, what is it? So, uh, yeah, one thing they've said about uh, uh, the COVID is that the way we'll uh, get this uh, under control, there are two ways. Um, uh, one is, of course, uh, uh, vaccines and uh, masking, but also, like, effective treatments of COVID uh, will uh, also uh, help get things under control. Um, they, they've uh, had treatments up until now, but uh, most of them, ha they've, they've uh, involved, like, injections and stuff. Um, uh, making a treatment that's uh, a pill um, is a very good sign, a, a lot easier to uh, distribute and take. Um, they, uh, they've got uh, this um, uh, study with, uh, uh, that tracked uh, 775 uh, adults uh, with mild to moderate COVID uh, who were considered at higher risk. Um, and uh, yeah, um, they, uh, they believe that uh, this could uh, cut uh, COVID uh, danger by half. So this this drug, they it was seven hundred and seventy five um, adults that that were they were tracking with this drug, and I think that they, they they got to the point in the testing of this, much like they did with with the mRNA vaccines, that they that the efficacy was so good that it became unethical to continue to give the placebo. That's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, and so and so, and so we saw this with the mRNA, and we saw this with 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 this particular one as well. But this, much like Tamiflu, has to be given right at the beginning of of this to have an effect. Is what I thought I saw. Is that is that in the article? Uh, I'm not sure. Possibly. Uh, but in any case, uh, the more treatments we have for COVID, uh, the better. That this is. Uh, the kind of stuff that is uh, going to uh, allow us to return to normalcy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that the the where we're going with these kinds of drugs and in the way that and what they're doing, you know, is that we're the technologies that that they're building upon will be will, will work for other things as well, and and hopefully they can do it much quicker. You know, for when then you know the next thing comes up, and and you know, and we're so that we don't have quite the same pandemic that we had. You know, I'd like to see something more scalable quicker, but who knows? Mm. I'm, I'm hoping that, this, you know, this is, you know, because if you can get somebody a pill quicker than you can get them a vaccine, you know, that that is an effective treatment for the for these kinds of, um, you know, at least maybe it, it'll work for these kinds of viruses. And even, mm. even better, if you can give somebody a, a pill at the urgent care rather than, you know, having to wait to see their regular doctor or get into a hospital or an emergency room. Sure. Yeah. yeah this, is, this, this is basically the pill that they were looking for when they were studying like hydrochloroquine and uh, uh, ivermectin. Sure. Um, uh, they, they didn't turn out to uh, to do what they said, but uh, it looks like we're, uh, we're on to something that's actually that. Yeah. And those things, I, I you know, the, the, I don't think that it was, you know, stupid to think that they might do something. But the way that they were administered, you know, the, by these people was what was dumb. You know, you know, treating themselves, you know, self-medicating. Do you yeah. know if you're going to self-medicate? We have pot and alcohol. Just well, me. I would not uh, recommend smoking pot for <laughs> anybody who is currently having breathing difficulties due to COVID. <laughs> no, they have brownies then. <laughs> uh, all right. What's the next one? You got another good one in here. Yes, let's see here. Um, oh yeah, this one is good. This this, you know, this is uh, this is the CRISPR story. Right. Yes. Uh, this is um, there, there uh, some uh, advancement in uh, gene editing technology uh, using CRISPR, uh, helping some people um, with uh, specific uh, kinds of vision loss um, uh, be able to not not see fully again, but uh, like improve their vision uh, 
some of them uh, see, being able to see color again when they couldn't uh, before. Yeah, this was uh, pretty interesting. So, But normally the way that this works is it, they pull cells out, they manipulate them with CRISPR, and then they put them back into the person. But they couldn't do that here, so they had to engineer the retrovirus so that they could inject it directly into the eye to see if that was going to work because they weren't able to pull the cells out. And I didn't understand exactly why they couldn't pull the cells out, but uh, for the optic, optical nerve, you couldn't pull the cells out and put them back in for whatever reason. So this I was it. I assume the surgery is just uh, really hard to do. And it, uh, yeah, 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 it using, could be using like uh, uh, viruses uh, as a as a medium to to deliver things uh, isn't, I think, a new idea, but uh, is it, I think this might be the first time that they've used it uh, to to actually like uh, do gene editing in uh, human DNA. Well, they I think that the the unique part was that they did the editing inside the eyeball as as opposed to pulling them out, doing the gene editing, and then and then reintroducing the the cells is what I yeah, what I thought eyeball. it was. Okay, so, so they usually use a virus to do. I think so. I think that that's pretty common. Is it using a virus to do it? But so they, they don't do they it. They just injected it without taking it out first. Okay. Exactly. That that's what I thought that the unique piece of this was. Okay, so you don't have to go to IKEA anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I fully understand it either. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, pretty amazing that uh, we uh, we can do this, especially for people with vision loss, because like v vision is huge. It, it, what was the other piece that was interesting about this is that one of the things they said is that so they started to see improvement after four to six weeks. And it was seemed to be like dose dependent. So the person that got a smaller dose did have an improvement. The people with larger doses of this did seem to have more improvement. But the other thing they said is that because of the time that it takes for the for the brain to 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 make those connections, that that they think that these people might get more improvement over time as their brain realizes, oh hey, this is working. I can see this piece. I can see that piece. So. So just because the eye is working, that they actually you need the you need the the synaptic connections with the parts of the brain that know what to do with that information as well. So it's not just the eye that has to be healed here; the brain also has to catch up with what the eye is capable of doing. Or they plug in USB and load the drivers. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, that, I know that's a problem, especially for people who like um went blind like early in childhood or or something who who've like uh, got their vision restored uh, they often have certain trouble like distinguishing things like shadows uh, as not being real and stuff uh, that the brain uh, uh, has a lot of uh, adjusting to do uh, that uh, is a lot uh, easier to handle when it's forming makes me wonder if we see ghosts more when we're younger than when we're older right just for that reason maybe it's just because the brain is actually maturing those kinds of things mm -hmm. i don't know yeah, but no, this this is this is really fascinating. Um, it, it, they were talking about the it's the the disease is LCA that these people had, and so it's a degenerative condition that often starts when they're younger. So if they can catch this in kids, the idea is that they may be able to prevent kids from going blind, which would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's nice to see these kinds of gene therapies actually start working, you know, and being applicable. Yeah, you know, um, I, I haven't been keeping keeping up with the stuff. I, I remember years ago reading that uh, uh, people have been trying stuff with uh, very low to limited uh, success because it's just hard to uh, make uh, gene editing stick. Yeah. Well, the other piece about this that was interesting is that it's not like these people are all of a sudden able to see. They just get it was mild improvements, like they were able to see more colors, or like the one guy talked about just being able to see. You know, the 
the, see his plate of food and, and identify edges of food in his fork so that he could actually, you know, use it to, to you know, to get food off the plate um, and how that was just a huge improvement for his life. Um, he talked about um, driving home in the car and, and, and seeing the sunset for the first day, just seeing a little bit of orange in the sky, you know. So just these mild improvements are making uh, a, a big difference in these people's lives. Mm-hmm. I remember when um, my father had not been able to see anything but black and white and grays for years. And uh, this one fall, he stopped taking medications that the doctors had him on. And it was medications that had been making him not be able to see properly. Wow. And for the first time in years, he saw color and just had to stop the vehicle and sit there and look at the fall colors because it was Amazing to go from black and white and grays to full color. Yeah, yeah this to just see it on his face to just blown away. That's interesting. You know, I did they were they aware that that was a side effect of the drugs that he was taking? Yeah, they were testing out uh, new ways to deal with. Um, uh, he had um, Raynaud's disease, Raynaud, mm. Raynaud's, and uh, they were trying to get that better because he sooner or later he'd have to have his nerves cut in his hands to pull him back so that he could um, not have the problems with it and they knew what that it made you made the colors go away in sight but they really couldn't change that in it for some reason at the time yeah yeah at the time it was very difficult and he just gave up on the medications because it wasn't doing anything positive and felt that they were just guinea pigging him and not even caring about the results or the side effects. That, that's unfortunate because that's yeah. a major side effect. You know, it seems like if it made it, if it, if it prevented his hands from deteriorating, that that maybe that that side effect would it be worth it. Do it. But, well, that yeah, that that's rough when you gotta have when you got a side effect like that, and then the and then it didn't work. Yeah, and it it still had the fingers going white and the. All the way down the hand, going pure white and cold and um, near cold water and stuff. And yeah, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember seeing that girl or parrot. Uh, I uh, no, I don't. I don't remember uh, knowing anything about that. And apparently, that is uh, related to. Um, I found out by reading and stuff that Raynaud's is actually uh, connected in some way to uh, fibromyalgia as well. Okay, lots of fun. Yeah. All right. Now we get to move on to, I guess, we're going to look at the Gabby Petito. Petito, yeah. Petito, sorry. So back in, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you guys remember June of 2020. It was a it was a simpler time, a much more innocent time for America. Uh, you know, we were we were doing better. We were out of COVID, and a, a couple, Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry, embarked on a cross country trip, uh, heading. Heading west from New York, and they were going to see America and blog America. When was this? January? No. June. June. June okay, 2021. June, okay. June, Brian. It was a simpler time for America, damn it. Um, well, uh, that's not the way I remember it, but, you know. Um, simpler time. It, it was, you know, what, three so, months ago? Anyway, back in August. Seems longer. Uh, back in Bye. August, though, she Poor. abruptly cut off communication. Um, they, um, the last text that her mother got from her was something about, 
being in the park and not having good reception. Okay. But August 12th, uh, the couple of state police officers were called out because they had, of a, had a couple getting into an altercation. Um, both, both were scratched up and duffed up. He had bruises, she had scratches, and they both begged the officers not to arrest anybody because they were in love and they didn't want anybody to get arrested and have a criminal record. And I guess they spent the night separate at that point, and um, they were described as commu- confused and emotional, particularly particularly Gabby Petito, the girl, was described as confused and emotional. Okay. Um, the officers thought that it was less of a domestic assault and more of a mental health crisis, but they didn't really do anything besides that. Um, no filed... No filed charges, uh, just a report. Did you? Okay. Do you? Would you ex- have expected them to do more? I wasn't there. Okay. And there well, on was one, some, on one hand, there was some on footage. Hand, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, on, on one hand, uh, uh, the the police uh, often uh, don't get involved, but like often when they do get involved uh, in excess, they uh, they end up making things worse. Well, that's the thing that that's the that's the whole thing is that you know police are not well trained for this stuff, and that's why you know when we talk about you know, unfortunately, defund the police, which was which was a terrible way to talk about it. We really needed. We were talking about shifting money around, you know, and and making social services more available in these kinds of situations, which would probably would be the better way to go is get somebody who has the training to go in there and and see and and, and talk to these people and really find out what might be going on. Deescalate. Right. And see if there really is, a, you know, a, 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 another problem that needs to be addressed as as opposed to, you know, just, well, you know, and, and in this situation, they, they both said, no, we don't want to press charges and we'll go a separate ways for the night. Right. If you're the police yeah. officer, I think that I think to me, that sounds like it probably is a win. Yeah. But they're being second-guessed on it anyway because of how it turned out. But I agree with you. I think that, I you know, I haven't seen the footage. I but from what. From what's been said, this seems like a reasonable solution. It, it seems reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. So what happened after? Afterwards, um, there was a report of a domestic abuse, a domestic dispute that described a white van with a Florida license plate. Um, the gentleman was slapping the girl. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He hit her, hopped in the car and drove. We don't have any confirm- confirmation that this was them. We just know that this report came in. Yeah, I saw that in the okay. timeline too. It's being it's being connected to it, but you know, at this point, Brian Brian Laundry is being seen everywhere because he's got, you know, he's got a shaven head, he's got a beard, he's got thin features, and he looks like you know ninety percent of young hipsters. Okay. I don't look him, but he looks like a lot of people. Right. Yeah, I mean, he he doesn't he's he does not stand outish in any way. Yeah. Um, August 17th, Laundry flew to Tampa, Florida from Salt Lake City, uh, flew home to obtain some items and empty and close the storage unit as they contemplated extending the road trip. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, that, that that's a little interesting, but, but what ultimately, I, I think, what, was there more than one incident where the, where the police were involved or just the one? Uh, the, on August 27th. There was a they the two were supposed to have been seen having a commotion as they were leaving a Tex Mex restaurant. Um, they said Petito was in tears and Laundry was visibly angry, but there was no police presence there. 
and there was no surveillance video. So that could have been, you know, that could have been mythological seeing. Okay. So, I mean... Uh, last week in August, August 24th, Gabby Petito FaceTimed with her mother, told her she was leaving Utah and heading to the Grand Teton Range in Wyoming. August 25th, multiple texts between Petito and her mother. The young woman's family believes she's in the Tetons. August 27th, more, te more text. Um, August 30th, last text saying no service to Yosemite. And then on August 29th, a woman claimed that she and her boyfriend gave Laundry a ride on August 29th. Um, Laundry claimed that he'd been camping by himself while Petito was at their van working on social media posts. Okay. So. All right. Anyway, September 1st, Laundry returned to the Northport home where his parents also live. And, and he actually returned in the van that they were driving. Okay, and in return without her, he returned without her. So, so this is really where where this story kind of kind of takes off, right? The the, the rest yeah. of it is kind of superfluous, except for maybe the intervention by the police. Right. Anyway, um, they they did eventually. Uh, they found her body. The uh, the the preliminary autopsy report said homicide. But there's been no forthcoming details past that. Yeah, I guess. And, yeah, why, why? 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 I mean, I guess we kind of want to. Uh, well, why do we care? Well, why is it? Why is this a story at all compared to all the other missing people that 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 we see? Well, because this is a missing white girl. Well, okay, I, I think I that that's the point that we want to get to, right? Like, and dog the there's lots of missing white girls. But Dog the Bounty Hunter is involved. Well, and okay, you know, that's a... That, oh, when he, he gets involved, that means right. it's big. That's yeah. separate. It's not that, just him uh, trying to get publicity in the hopes to make it so he's relevant again, even though as far as I'm concerned, he never was. Well, that's separate. <laughs> yeah, but th but really, those shenanigans are separate from the original story. He's tailgating. Yes, very much. Yeah. He's definitely tailgating. Um, anyway, the only warrant that I know that I know of that's been issued for Brian Laundry is for using her credit card after without her authorization. Yeah, so and that's, yeah, that's the only actual thing they can definitely get him on. But he's definitely a person of interest, and, right? You know, he has to know um, after him at this point. In general, people want. It, 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 the the person that is closest to them is the is the most likely suspect. Statistically, that's the person that did it. Yeah. yeah. So he is he is the most likely suspect, and I say suspect because we because you know we don't right. know for sure, but but he's the one that that they want to talk to, and he and and the other part part that you know that gets exciting about this story is that instead of talking to police. The guy runs off and, and may be somewhere hiding in, in the, what, the Florida um, Alps, right? He might be in the Florida Everglades. Everglades. He might be in the Appalachian. He might be in Mexico. He might be in an alligator, or he might be in the <laughs> we just have, We just have no idea where, yeah. where, where he is at this point. I'm backing, I'm backing the alligator. And, and, I'm backing the constrictor idea. And, it, which is all, and the other piece is uncharacteristic is that we have an FBI manhunt for, for a person that is not technically a danger to anybody else. Right. Well, except that uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter is saying he's a serial killer. Because, yeah, because yeah. he read books worse than D&D. &D. Yes. God. So uh, I, you probably don't want to talk about Dog the Bounty Hunter as much as you want to talk about Frank Somerville. 
Okay. Tell me about Frank Somerville. Frank Somerville is an anchor at a, a, a San Francisco TV station. It's a Fox-owned station. And uh, he brought up the point that there was an extraordinary amount of coverage on the case that wasn't being applied to people of uh, Color. different skin tones yeah. or different uh, different uh, economic groups. And so and Frank Somerville was indefinitely suspended for making that suggestion. Yeah, so he wanted to add all, all he wanted to do was cover it, but also cover the cover this other piece of, of it. That listen, while this, while you know, while it'd be nice, we we want to find this person. We're, we're not giving equal weight to people that are not white, and he gets well, suspended for that. And then the article tries to soften the blow that this guy has been. Removed from his job by saying he, but before this he was absent for nine weeks because he because he might have been drunk on the set prior to that. So, and, which is completely irrelevant to to this particular time that he's being suspended. He did his time yeah. for that, and now he's back. This time he wasn't drunk, and he wanted to cover something, and he gets suspended for 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 bringing up you know the the fact that you know we're we're we're, <laughs> we're spending too much time looking uh you know looking for a white girl compared to all the other people that, that are also the, missing. Yeah. The, the media coverage, the obsession and everything else about it is actually kind of <clears throat> messed up. Oh, way so, messed up. Uh, let, let me see if I got, do I have the time? Like, did they both disappear at the same time? Is that the thing or? No, I mean, the, the, he was seen later than after she disappeared. Yeah. He, he yeah. showed up back in Florida without her. When his right. family was acting like nothing had happened. Then when things got suspicious and his parents, her parents started looking into where, what happened to her, he vanished. Okay. Right. So, so he, so he's taken off, doesn't want to, and, and it looks like he doesn't want to be questioned. He's not cooperating with police. And so, and so we've got, so in, in the FBI, because of this story has gotten so big, they, they felt like they had to do a manhunt for this guy. And which is crazy. What, what is the cost of that? You yeah. know, and, and the thing is that if he was dangerous to other people, I get it. Right. Um, uh, but because I don't think that he's dangerous to anybody else, regardless of what bo- Dog the Bounty Hunter says, I think that it's I think that uh, an FBI manhunt is totally overblown. Why is this? Why why is this this man who killed his his potential? I mean, he potentially killed his his fiance, wife to be, girlfriend is now is now on the FBI most wanted list. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Of course, according to Dog, I think all of us here on the podcast are serial killers. Well, you know, we we, we we've all read stuff that's worse than D and D. You know, yeah. I mean, what what books what books has Dog found that he's actually read? And and he won't. And, and of course, he's not going to share with the police his evidence. I guess he finally has said he would. You know, but you're, you're you're not you're not giving Dog the power that he, that he is owed here. Oh, 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 oh. no no no! I, Dog I is not owed anything. No, 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 no. You, he you is best forgotten and allowed to fade away. I think that we need to rebrand him as the Man Dog Lorian. Oh, God. No. God, no. God, no. We'll get, no. We'll get him a helmet. I'm not opposed to that. But and I, Yeah, so I, I, I'm bothered by and, – and here's the thing is that um, the, your last article in here, I was, I was worried with the articles you were putting in here until we got to the last one where it talks about how his, his daughter or adopted daughter, a stepdaughter – is like calling him out saying basically, you know, that, that, that dog is grifting here. 
yeah. that oh, yeah. you know that he that he's just trying to get in on on this and and you know and it might just work for him. That's the part that really sucks. Yeah, but this whole well, thing. I'm- he, His shop uh, over here, um, not too far from me. I've driven by it many times. Never had the desire to stop in. I did notice has closed down. Oh, really? So I think he's hurting big time. I think he is. But here's the thing that kills me is that I did a search today for Brian Landry, and Dog the Bounty Hunter is the is the first name that comes up on that. Why is why why? Yeah. I mean, he's totally yeah. he's he's becoming this he well, or, or trying to become the story over the manhunt. Listen, how how does his celebrity yep. help catch Brian Landry at all? It what is he doing on TV? Why isn't he out okay, there trying to on. find him? People will people will talk to dog maybe before they talk to the police. That's the only help that I can see. Why would they yeah, talk to dog over the police? Dog okay. Bullshit. They're going to contact him with all sorts of crap. Yeah. Nothing, you know, they're, they're less likely to give serious stuff to dog than they are to the FBI. I think so too. Um but I don't know. I mean, that maybe Mac has a reasonable point there that somebody might give a tip to dog that they wouldn't give to the police. I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I doubt that. But anyway, the, the the thing is, I think we're avoiding the obvious, the obvious important solution here, which is that these white girls disappear and they become difficult to find. I think we need to start microchipping. <laughs> oh, I think we need to set up pumpkin spice latte and microchipping booths. So they all have stuff. cell phones attached to their faces. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a kidnapper can take away a cell phone. I think mm. we're going to microchip the white girls. Uh, Actually, no, the real point is that the problem of this missing white girl syndrome where the media play- pays fawning attention to the disappearance of one pretty white girl, be they Gabby Petito or um, sad to say, I forgot the girl down in, uh, forgot the name of the girl who disappeared, the Duran Vandersloot, the one who's one who one who supposedly made her disappear, but uh, the girl down in the down in the Caribbean. I, I don't, I don't know. Sounds familiar. Not, but no, here's the thing: not only is Gabby, Pe- Gabby anyway, Petito but, but, white, she's also blonde, and and that also yeah. I think contributes to it. But, blue eyes. So, Blue eyes, yep. Yep. But the harm of this is that it not only devalues the the women of color and men of color who disappear, but it also maybe makes them more of a target for predators because they know that not that much attention is going to be paid to it if they make somebody vanish. Yeah. It will bite for chimps and too. But here's the thing is that, but but if we actually let guys like you know like 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 the one that got suspended actually start talking about the fact that we're not covering these things equally, I mean that I think that there could be a potential net gain from this story. Yeah. yeah. Um. And here's the thing is that somebody already recognized this in Kansas, and so there's a Kansas station that every every I I don't know if they do a couple stories a week or if they do one a, or a couple a day but they're actually they they actually um so one of the, one of the problems is that is that the, the is with the police big surprise um and that that the, that the ones that get reported are the ones the police give to the media they don't give them all to the media they make judgment calls on which one that which ones they will give to the media and which ones they won't and so the media covers the ones that they're given but this one and and if somebody comes to the media often, um, what what they said is that they will go to the police to verify a report before the before they do anything about it. But there's one um, in Kansas, this uh, station. Uh, it's 
KABC, they actually have got they they actually stopped doing that. And if somebody comes to them with a report, they they will put that into their list, you know, if if they feel it's appropriate and put that on the air. And so if they 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 will they're covering um, as many people as they can. And and whether you know, and gender's not important, uh, the color of their skin isn't important. That they're just trying to get as many of these onto the air as possible. They um, and the um, the woman that started this keeps a spreadsheet, and unfortunately, I'm her name's in this article somewhere. But they say that they're approaching a thousand people, and they think that she she says that their success rate in in finding people is about ninety percent. That 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 they've been able to to. To get to find about ninety percent of the people that they're putting on the show and looking for, and so they're trying to go. They're, they're not just waiting for the police to come to them. They're actively putting up missing people reports on the on um, on their TV show. So it's probably it's not owned by Fox. To know there is uh, how many uh, actually get resolved uh, on their own in any case. We, and I don't know the statistics on that versus what they're doing. Um, this is a. I don't think it's a very. I'm not sure how big the town is, right? But. But at least, at least they're doing more than it seems like other places are. And when when I look through the list of faces that are on here, I mean, I see, I see, uh, I see a couple, I what four black girls. I see a, a white boy, uh, a black boy. It's not, it, this. It sounds terrible when I'm saying that. I guess my point is, is that I see a mix of males and females and colors on on the page. That that they're that they're really. It looks like you know they're reporting that you know they they're doing the reports on a regular basis and they're and they're just covering as many people as they can as opposed to it doesn't to, matter nationality or that's yeah exactly it it doesn't seem it doesn't it seem to that and that's all that the, that's all that this station seems to care about is the fact that they're missing and they want to find them which is good yeah it's great if people are if people are looking at this and actually and and actually aware of it, it it's kind of like we we talked about the um, amber alerts. They work if people pay attention. Now, their success rate was only about, I think, thirty percent. I think that they, that I think that it's lower, but at least they're getting information out there. And anything that anybody can do to help with that and to get information out there quickly and efficient and efficiently, so that people can act on it, is a plus. And if they're and if they're really at ninety percent for what they've done for those thousand people, um, you know that that's great because that's more than what most TV stations are doing. Right. And it's very difficult, too, because when it comes to uh, people of color, uh, different nationalities, it depends on the area that they live in and how the uh, police forces are in those areas as well, uh, in who they believe they should look for. Right. And that's the problem is that the police are picking and choosing which cases they're going to take to the media. And predominantly, right. it's, it's going to be the white women. Right, so that's where we yeah. come up with, with you know the white women syndrome, the harm, and, of, and, and actually, Mac, you've got you've got the article in there, the harm of white women syndrome. Do you want to cover that real quick? I did, I thought. Oh, did you cover that? Okay. Yeah, I was talking about that. That's exactly what they said was that it makes it makes women, uh, women and men of color, easier targets for for predators. Sure. It makes them more oh, okay. available targets because they are because they know that they're not going to have the attention focused on the disappearance. And it's the same up here. Um, like here, it's a lot of Native women uh, yep. and men who are especially um, ones that do not have a home or whatsoever to really go to. Yeah, They disappear all the time around here, and that's that, basically, is how they look at it. 
the other the other piece of this that I feel is is important is the abuse piece of it. And and mm-hmm. um, I have an article in here from Psychology Today. It says the number of women murdered by their partners is rising. And one of one of the things in here that it says that I, I, I that um uh that talks about how women are at a uh, in well maybe is this the one they're in more danger from from maybe it's the next article more in danger from um uh, from people that they that they know than than a stranger so we we always talk about you know as a kid I remember stranger danger stranger danger but unfortunately mm-hmm. women are more likely to be killed by their partners or relatives. And However, actually, children are are just as likely for relatives and uh, parents, um, yeah, and whatsoever. But they are also uh, risk for uh, predators. Yeah, but that's not as common as our society would like us to believe. That's, that that is true. Yeah, However, yeah. it is stranger danger is at least way overblown. Too. Way overblown, right. and especially so. So this, so this, um, this that I'm looking at here says more women are likely to be killed by their partners and relatives. And it, and it gives us a graph, and it says so. It says that there were um, eighty-seven thousand women and girls that were murdered uh, in the world in twenty seventeen. There, uh, fifty thousand of them were murdered by ex-partners or family members. And the graph shows um, so twenty percent. So of of the people that were that were murdered of murder victims, twenty percent of them were women, eighty percent of them were men. Um, but so so. That's the only place where the men are are uh, have a higher statistic. Um, in this next mm-hmm. graph, it says murdered by ex partner ex partner slash family member. Why does it say murdered by ex partner and or family member? Oh, the I said oh the oh it says it's partner or ex partner. The way that is written or or slash family member was sixty sixty four percent of women and thirty eight percent men. And then this just says murdered by by partner or, or ex-partner 82 percent of women and 18 percent men so the the women are predominantly looks like this is this is a little bit weird because i can't tell it does this graph doesn't tell me it, um it, it's just looking about murders by partners or family members it doesn't actually include strangers which i think would be helpful since they're saying that you're more likely to be killed by a partner or relative, it'd be nice to how many know how many women were killed by strangers in these statistics. But anyway, it it, it, it ex ex partners and family members are women are more risk from them than strangers. And my wife was telling me that statistic as well. Um, but unfortunately, this article this article doesn't tell me how many how many women are murdered by strangers compared to partners, which I think would be an important piece of it. But it, it is it is very telling though. You know that uh, it looking at every you know the Psychology Today article and and a couple of other articles. The, there's a reason a reason that Brian uh, Laundry is is the main suspect, right? right? I mean, and, I'm not saying there's not a good reason why he's the main suspect. I'm just saying that there is there is so much to this that there is missing pieces of that. You know that makes me crazy. Why does that make you crazy? It just does. I don't like missing pieces. Okay, but here's the thing: is that to get answers to those missing pieces, we really need Brian Landry. That 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 is the most logical place to start. Yeah, he's the he's the one that we got to bring in and talk to, and in it's it's still possible that he didn't do it, but but feels like so many people are looking to him as the murderer that he doesn't feel like he that you know that justice is going to play out in his favor. Um, it, that is absolutely a possibility, but statistically, 
he's the he's the mo- he you know he's more likely to 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 kill her than a stranger. Yep. Yep. So we got to yeah, bring him in. All right. In how much time do you need to cover your stuff? I have no idea. Um, probably ten minutes at the most. Let's I do don't... it then. I... Unfortunately, I didn't okay. read your stuff, so I don't have I don't I can't add extra commentary right. there. So yeah, you you'll be able to once you start hearing it. <clears throat> okay. So, um, the basic story is in Ohio, a group of high school parents are upset over writing assignments that were given to their kids with two adult themes. So the, the basic story is um, Hudson High School. That's what yeah. it says here. Hudson High School in Hudson, Ohio, um, had a college-level class for um, creative writing. In the class, the students were given um, a book called 400, or 642 Things to Write About with a variety of topics that the students were supposed to pick out every so, I, I guess, once a week to obviously stir their creative juices and have them write about it. Um, <clears throat> so the parents got upset because one of the parents got a hold of it and was talking with the kids about it and saw some of the um, topics, which were stuff like, um, you're a serial killer. What What's on your DVR and why? Um, other ones were stuff like, um, describe what it's like to get drunk. Um, what was it like to lose your virginity? Um, a whole bunch of these, but... These were, understand, this is 642 of these. The more adult ones like that were actually a small portion of the book. And in fact, the teachers themselves t- said, don't um, do those. Don't worry about those. Let's stick with the more acceptable ones. Also, in order to get into this class, the parents had to sign a release saying that they understood the class would um, deal with adult, um, adult, um, I know the word. Content. Yes, adult content. There we go. So they were warned ahead of time, despite the fact that they're now trying to claim how Derek was offended. So this was a college class being taught in a high school with the knowledge that there was going to be adult content in it. And so uh, all the parents... And what grade of students are we talking about here? Say that again? What what, what grade? How old were you? 17, uh, 17, so we're talking about, you know, sophomore and senior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we must protect a 17-year-old from any talk about sexuality. <laughs> Yeah. However, well, one of but, these uh, one of these prompts are drink a beer, write about the taste. For a seventeen right. year old, that's But well, once more, the teacher sure. specifically told the um, students, no, you don't follow those. Right. But that's not in the initial article. Scenario. The initial articles don't mention that. It's other articles I interviewed other students in the class who said, Oh yeah, the teachers told us not to worry about those and said specifically those are ones we're not supposed to um write about. But that was the the other students who were giving the complete picture, while the articles focused much more on very specific ones. And to me, the first thing I saw that made me really have to look this up was the um, video of the Ohio mayor, the city, the mayor of the town, um, basically going before the school board and proclaiming that this was essentially child pornography and that he was ready to file. Um, suits against every single one of the um, members of the Board of Education if they did not resign immediately. Well, we know that a grand you know, jury is a ham sandwich. Is pornography, I, uh, I am very sad for the stuff that he gets off to. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was that, that. I'm looking at it, what the fuck that you know the, the whole essence of that messed me up. That's why I started looking into it and actually looking into it, not just let's read a couple articles. So you know, I got both perspectives of it, and I understand. Some of it, why, um, you know, I don't want, you know, that's a bit um, heavy thoughts for my kids to write. Um, although, so I also put the uh, the link to the Amazon page for the actual book. 
um, where it actually does, if you look at um, product detail, it does say uh, reading age, 18 years and up. But then the telling thing is if you go down to the reviews, the vast majority of the reviews, you can tell were undeniably done by people who read the stories and said, okay, I'm going to go and attack this. Because they're almost like clones of each other, saying the exact same thing over and over again and focusing on the exact same list of inappropriate stuff. And this is the, the list is what gets me. So uh, the, I'm, I'm on the page right now looking at one of the things. Choose how you will die. And uh, teenagers yeah. do that already. Um, That's, uh, I mean, it's it's dark, but I, I don't think it's... Uh... But teenagers already think about that kind of a thing. So that's now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that... it's exactly like uh, age inappropriate for teenagers. You know, like, yeah. um, it might not be a thing that uh, you, you'd like in a, in a class. That might be one of the things you say, like, yeah, don't worry about that one. That's right. a little... So next one, write a scene that begins with, it was the first time I killed a man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, like, uh, I mean, these are seventeen-year-old, year old, years old. I, yeah. I'm sure they've seen horror movies. <laughs> I play D and D. This one I can see being a bit um interesting uh, for some parents to have to deal with. Describe your favorite part of a man's body using only verbs. <laughs> but so uh, a lot okay. of them... I mean, uh, that could get erotic if that was a thing that they were actually required to to do. But. Write write a sex scene you wouldn't show your mom. <laughs> well, that's easy. <laughs> then rewrite the sex scene from above into one that you would let your mom read. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, here's one that I really love because me and my friends were doing this already back in junior high. Write an X-rated Disney scenario. I like that. What? Write an X-rated Disney scenario. Uh, I mean. Um... <laughs> I, I, I said me and my friends were, were me and my friends were doing group stories like that at, um when we'd be um sleeping over at someone's house just for fun back in junior high that was nothing to me I, now here are the two well wait I would if say search the internet you'll be able to find tons of them I would say I would say anything with goofy on it because that's just you know a man having an orgasm <laughs> so the next two are the two that I actually I'm like, no, I actually think kids would be benef- benef- would have a great benefit from writing about. The first one is, you are a brand new suicide hotline counselor. Describe Ooh. how you feel during the car- course of your first call. Wow. It's that... a deep thing. Okay. I, that's not a bad thing for yeah. teenagers. Yeah, I like that as a thought experiment. Yeah. yeah, that's very much teenagers saying, okay, how am I going to be able to empathize with these people? How am I going to be able to you know, do it? And that's a healthy thing. That's an extremely healthy thing to get teenagers to think about is, I mean, it, it, you can, it can get deep, and it can lead your mind into like uh, depressing areas. Yeah. But you know, I don't, I, I don't think that it's that makes it a bad thing to think about. No, but the idea is, how do you connect to other people that are suffering? Mm-hmm. And it's like that is a actually something I think more teenagers need to figure out how to do because they do kind of go off in their own world so much. And then the next one is definitely I thought would be a good one for really you know it, it's kind of dark, kind of going to some weird places, but once more, it's about empathy, about putting yourself in other people's shoes. Write a letter from the point of view of a drug addict. Yeah, I don't mind these as thought experiments. I also don't mind the you know the idea of, of asking a teenager, what what do you think it's like to get drunk? What do you yeah. think a beer tastes like? And that's the purpose. This is to get their minds going. Sure. It, it's, you know, it's a college-level writing class, and these are definitely, uh, you know, the, the whole list, well, some of them I... You know, I, I didn't go through all of them, obviously. Some of them are a bit darker. Some of them are stuff like um, 
you know, talk about sex and stuff. And I can understand some parents saying, no, no, my kid's perfect and pure. Uh, yeah, sure. Right. Right. But, Yours uh, isn't the one throwing peas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But still, just in the book, it wasn't an option for them. So basically the only thing they're complaining about is that their kids get to know these extra questions that they're not allowed to answer. Yeah. The, the kids are aware of the existence of these concepts is basically what it comes down to more than anything else. You're, you know what? You're you're aware of any of these concepts if you've watched TV. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing in here that know, that's that that's that bad. But this is the kids. The kids got involved because the parents wanted them to have this college level class or let them have this college level. Or class. they wanted to. I mean, yeah. Yes. And then they're upset the, that they the parents signed off on it. Is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So oh, yeah. yeah, the parents signed off and, and being told there will be adult content in this class. The, the um, there's a college class. Um, but this... like I said, I'm looking through the list, and the, like I said, the concepts aren't necessarily anything I think would be bad to present in such a thing. No, especially talking to but... a, a teenager. I mean, yeah. uh, this is not extreme. No, no. I guess the only bad here is uh, how the parents are dealing with, are learning how their parents are dealing with something that has adult concepts. Yeah, and that, that, that's the thing. If you look at some of the interviews, like I, I very much. Did research. You have both sides. You have the parents that are overly upset and are trying to um, get this class ended because of how dare my kids exposed to this stuff. And, and then you, you have the other saying, well, actually, this is what happened in class. At no point did you have to do anything that you felt uncomfortable with doing. You were supposed to go and find stuff you wanted to write about, not stuff that bothered you. But that, you know, you have a whole side of things that they don't care about that. They just care about the existence of the concepts within their kids' reach. Well, and then you've got the mayor using it for his re-election campaign. I mean, That's give me a like, freaking yeah. break. They put, uh, they put the one on, uh, describe your uh, favorite parts of a, of a man's body using, was it using only verbs? Yeah. And and uh, and uh, automatically, uh, the uh, all the parents' minds jump to, oh, it's going to be dirty. They're going to talk about his penis. Of course it's going to be dirty. They're teenagers. <laughs> But yeah, and once more, like I said, if you go to the Amazon page and look at the one-star reviews, the vast majority of them are clearly people who have not read the book, who are only going off of the um, hyped-up um, news about it, and that's it. That, that's the whole reason they're upset. They're, they're not I, put a, you, I put this to you, though. There, there are very few teenage girls who would hand in an assignment to their, to their class uh, <laughs> about a penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, but when it all comes down to I'm it, gonna... don't most don't, don't a lot of parents only really want to know about their kids' high school stuff when their kid shows up to high school in a trench coat <laughs> with guns under it. But yeah, I'm looking at yeah. satanic, not for kids. Good grief, how is this marketable to kids? Once more, not marketable to kids. It clearly says it recommends 18 and older. Uh, do not contribute to the author's lack of decency. Adults only, but it, it's like, yeah, you, you didn't get it. So it, it, to me, this was one of those things where it's like, wow, the, really, um, you know, one small group is the one that got to be vocal about it. And that shaped the whole initial thing to the point where the mayor is saying something really, really stupid and trying to threaten the whole school board. And uh, that's, that that's small group is the right thing for people. Yeah. And the right thinking people are the ones that you have to follow because obviously they're the ones who are thinking right. It, it, it seems like when a Republican wants to get elected lately it's you know it's it's keeping pornography out of kids hands i mean it, it comes it always comes it, i mean it's so stupid yeah but the republicans will keep pornography out of the kids hands the way they always have by putting it in their own hands <laughs> exactly 
I found this magazine under your bed. I'm taking it. <laughs> hey, that's what my mom did. She said, hey, these uh, magazines should not be under my son's bed. Jerry, get rid of them for me. <laughs> <laughs> I gave them to a cousin who read them in the middle of class and got in trouble. Dumbass? <laughs> no, you no, never gave doesn't. me any porn. <laughs> <laughs> I would remember that. I remember that. You never give me any porn. No. Well, I, I, ha- I had to I had to grab my, my dad's old collection of porn. Thank oh, you very much. Right. Your dad's old collection went way back to who knows when. Uh, there are playboys from the 50s stuff. and 60s. That was awesome. <laughs> the, you brought yours to yours to uh camp. yeah yeah i brought my uh i brought yeah yeah i, I wanted to show off to, to the other kids <laughs> well on that disappointment say good night everybody <laughs> good night everybody good night that's another white chip in the can another white microchip in the can <laughs> well if you've made it this far that's an hour of your time you're never getting back but the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us if you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.